We continue a show of many questions, and the ones we were asking, we're asking our family and our friends and just wondering about as we move forward. Lots of announcements from governments, uh, provinces, certainly the province of Ontario and across the country. And then we have budget data more, so we're going to look, you know, how do we get out of this pandemic? Mostly, though, they're like, can I, where do I go? (laughs) Where do I go? And I know the masks are down. What if I still want to wear a mask? What are my... What are my chances? Because clearly they're kind of good because I know a lot of people with this virus and they might have thought it was okay to go swimming back in the water, but the great white shark is uh, floating around out there. Uh, Joining us is Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, family physician and vaccine researcher, founder of Prime Health Clinical Research. Dr. Gorfinkel, welcome. So great to talk to you again. Many thanks for having me back, Arlene. All right, let me ask you, it is the question. I mean, I know we're all talking about other things. There's been slaps. There's been Elon Musk Twitter. There's been a lot of stuff going on. But most of the people I know go, are you wearing a mask? Are you not wearing a mask? Who's wearing a mask? And boy, are you going to now, are you going to get a fourth dose? Let me begin. Where are we in your educated opinion here? You know, it's an interesting thing. Our health leaders are telling us you can choose to wear a mask or not. Mm -hmm. We'll leave it to your discretion. What's wrong with this picture? It puts the onus on the most vulnerable, people who are older, people who are disabled, of course, children. They're still vulnerable, and that's the problem. Public health job is to protect public health. And I'll remind you, this is happening at a time that the weather is still cold, at a time that our wastewater signal here in Ontario is doubling every six days. That's what it was this last time. I'm seeing tons of cases in my office. Are we just to ignore the risk of long COVID? That's a serious risk in all age groups. You know, yes, I get that we have a highly vaccinated population, but the number of hospitalizations are going up. So it is concerning. It is concerning. And we're hearing a lot of calming words. We've got this. We've got 3,000 beds in the hospital. We will get into that aspect of it. One of the big announcements that I want to ask you off the top here is the booster shot that they're recommended across the country for people over 80. We understand that. Now people over 60 can get it in the province of Ontario. I think you can start booking tomorrow and then others to follow we're all watching the efficacy of these vaccines what do you know about the booster shots first blush was they help a bit maybe not that much how how are you looking at this new guideline that's been put out i'm excited by it we know that individuals who have three doses have a 90 percent nine zero percent reduction in the likelihood of being hospitalized so they're tremendously helpful But the big question remains about what they call so-called mild disease. And here I want to push back. We have a combination of an older population whose immunity is waning. And this is a serious problem. Three months after getting the last vaccine, it really ceases to be very effective at Mm -hmm. preventing Omicron specifically. And what does that mean? Well, you know, what they're calling mild disease, where does it land? In family doctor's offices. And I'll share with you, it's often not mild. Simply because they're not in hospital doesn't mean that it's mild. I'm seeing lots of individuals Mm -hmm. who are struggling, coughing, and having problems at home. And then, of course, that lurking risk of long COVID, which we estimate to be 1 in 10 of adults, and it may be higher in children. 
It's true. I, you know, I have friends, the same thing. Absolutely. Because I have friends who are not doing very well. They're triple boosted and they got this. So we're, we're in the middle here. You recommend that everybody get them? Would you say? Would I? No, I don't think it's, I don't think booster shots should be for everybody. We okay. know that young people are at really low risk. We know that. The likelihood of a child getting hospitalized under 11 is, is probably about 1 in 20,000 or something like it. It's extremely low, but the possibility of long COVID definitely exists. We know that vaccination reduces long COVID by about 50%, 5-0. That's according to Israeli data. Hugely helpful. But let's not ignore the simple ask, the mm-hmm. mask. That's right, the lowly mask. If somebody's wearing an N95 mask, you know, that's sure that's the Cadillac, but they're going to prevent four out of five cases with that N95. So fine, you don't have an N95, you've got a surgical mask, you've still prevented three out of five cases. That's pretty good. And that's the biggest thing gone. That's the thing that worries me. You know, some people are gleeful and the messaging matters. Look at how we've been hanging on, hanging on words every day with announcement, looking to medical officials, talking to people like yourself. And then we hear the messaging from the government saying, we're looking at the science here. Look, and I'm not, I get we've got to move forward. I'm totally into it. But we do have questions here, Dr. Gorfingel, as you say, is the dropping of the mask, I'm hearing it so often from medical officials that we may have done it too quickly. Are, do you I'm agree? angry. I think we should, I, without any doubt, until mm-hmm. the weather warmed and until not only do we see case, case signals dropping, we should see it dropping and then staying low for a couple of weeks. That's not a big ask to let go of masks. Take a look at Quebec. Mm-hmm. Now, are they not intelligent? They said, nope, we're going to hold on. We, we had planned to yeah. let go of masks in mid-April, but no. They're saying we're going to hold on them until the end of April. They see hospitalizations and case numbers going up, and they said, hey, we're just going to do the simple ask, wear the mask until the end of April, and then we'll see. We'll recalculate. We'll see where we're at. That makes a lot more sense. It's about trying to stay ahead of the curve. I've said this lots of times, proactive instead of reactive. Must we wait for hospital beds to fill before we then say, oh, no, hospital beds, are, they're being threatened, so we better stop now. Everybody start re-wearing the mask. I think we need to think preventatively. You know, so putting the onus on those who are highest at risk, to me, is very questionable. We're going to take a break. Stay where you are. Do not move. We have Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, family physician and vaccine researcher, founder of Prime Health Clinical Research. We have more questions, and I know she's got some answers and some educated opinion here. For Jeff MacArthur, I'm Arlene Bynum. We'll be back right after this. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.